Hello, my name is Kobe Warner. This is Co Blizzy, and I'm so happy to be back as per usual. And as per usual, I'm going to start with the song of the week, but I am going to sneak one little thing in there before I get to it. This week, or actually a couple of weeks ago, but I just posted about it this week. Anyway, I digress. Shout Out Atlanta is an online publication that publishes stories about local artists in Atlanta and the greater Atlanta area, and they were very kind, um, excuse me, kind enough to give me a write-up in their local shout-out section. So there's an article titled Meet Kobe Warner, Singer, Songwriter, Rapper, Actor, and Model that is linked in my link tree, koblizzy.com or link tr.ee slash coblizzy. You can go to either of those websites to find the article. It's linked right under my modeling portfolio right at the top. Um, So yeah, it's a great article and they were very kind and there's some photos included in there that have been taken by some local photographers. And so yeah, great article. And you can also read a write-up that Voyage ATL did about me a couple of months ago. Similar article, um, but they are not the same and they are both linked in my link tree, coblizzy.com, like I said. So without further ado, let's get into the song of the week. And thank you, shout out Atlanta. The first song of the week is Got Me, Get Me, Get Me Started, Got Me Started by Troye Sivan. I don't know actually if it's get or got, but that song is a bop. You just got me, got me started. You just got me started, and I don't think I can stop it. And I da 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 in the night. Oh, baby, baby, I cannot be honest, cause I miss you in my body. But da 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 tonight. And then it goes into that sample that people were trying to clown. I don't really care. Like, it didn't even bother me. I think they used the sample well. To be honest, people sample nowadays, like sometimes it's obvious, moving on, like get over it. I love Got Me Started. And the music video is cunty. They ate the music video down. Troy Sivan like runs up a building. Like you you better do your thing, Troy. Um, that budget was budgeting. It was obvious. The second song of the week is Hands by Kylie Minogue. It's from her new album, Tension, which I briefly discussed last week. And Hands is my favorite. I might've even mentioned this song last week, but it's been on replay. Whenever you put your hands all over me, the da 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 heaven lost in a dream. Da 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 da. I should know the words, shouldn't I? Set me free. Da 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 love da da. Whenever you put your hands all over me, I put da da heaven. I'm. It's like a bop. And. She kind of like talk raps some of the verses and some of the B sections and stuff. It's a good song. Um, And I do like Tension. I'm going to talk a little little bit more about it later. Like I said, I would last week. The next song of the week is The Wedding Song by Renee Rapp. So I've discussed her album Snow Angel before. And you know, I ordered a CD from her website that was supposed to be a signed copy of Snow Angel. And it actually showed up not signed. And I didn't like report it to customer service or anything because honestly, it's not that big of a deal. They don't even sign the CDs anymore. They usually sign these little like card inserts that go inside of it. Um, So I thought that was going to be inside of it and I opened it and it wasn't there. Um, But anyway, I digress. I love Snow Angel, the album. One song on there is called The Wedding Song. That's my favorite right now. It's just like, I don't know, I I have a playlist called Ouch, and the caption is sad is my favorite genre, and it's kind of true. Like, I love sad music, which is my bad side. Sorry, sometimes I forget. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry, this, uh, like, sometimes my voice so loudly in my ears, like, starts to peeve me off, because <laughs> I get tired of listening to myself talk. Anyway, which is funny, I have a podcast, so, like, you better get over it, but... Anyway, the wedding song. You are my one, you set my world on fire. 
I know there's heaven, but we must be higher. I want to love you till my heart retires. Forever will last. I think it went something like that. Are you fucking serious? Like, that song is a bop. Listen to Renee rap. She sings her face off, too. Like, in that song and in every other song ever. She sings her face off. So, the fourth and final song of the week is Borders by Zayn. It's actually from his first album, um, but I do like all of his albums or the first three. I don't think I know the most recent one very well, but I do like um, his older music for sure, his first two albums, especially in this song, like I said, is from his first album. It's called Borders, um, and it's just a really good song. I've been liking it this week. I did a re-listen of his first album, Mind of, My- Mind of Mine, um, like last week or something, and I've just been li- like calling back to Borders with a Z. Stylized. Um, and he also spells, like, the letters are, like, lowercase and, like, little and lowercase and big and, like, Sorry, I don't even know how to explain it, but like there's like some style going on, but it's on Mind of Mine. It's like near the bottom. Good song. So those are the songs of the week. I hope you enjoy. Of course, they will be listed in the description so you can read back uh, if you want to look any of them up. I'm going to move on now to this episode that is going to be chock full of hot topics. Also, it's episode 50, if you can believe it. I've been going for half of 100 episodes. This podcast has been on for about a year now. I've taken a month or two off here and there, but 50 episodes is quite a feat. To be honest, I am one of those people one of those types of people that will like start doing something and then like give up because <laughs> sometimes I'll like get tired or I'll get lazy, I'll get distracted um, or I won't see the value in it anymore. But this podcast has been a joy and it's truly felt like a callback to my YouTube days when I used to make YouTube videos back in middle school. And I lost all those videos when I um, lost my first YouTube channel by accident. So um, yeah, it's been fun to like relive my childhood a little bit, but also like build new memories and uh, carve out a new niche um, and co-blizzy, you know, baby, it's the one and only. There's only one and she's right here, diva. (laughs) Anyway, hot topics. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey have been in every headline on every social media platform consuming everybody's minds and thought because I'm like the crossover act is insane. You have Travis Kelsey of the Kansas City Chiefs and he is a superstar. He has two Super Bowl rings. He's definitely a, a, one of the best tight ends in the um, quarterback world. It's funny. You never thought you would hear me use any language like this. But Taylor Swift dates an athlete, and here we are. And then, of course, you have Taylor Swift, who's one of the most popular, if not the most popular mainstream artist of this moment. And so when you take two people like that and you put together that exposure, it's like, I can't fathom how famous these people are right now. It's truly insane, and I'm sure they're probably, like, disoriented by it, too. But I really enjoy Travis Kelsey, and that's the only ringing, uh, excuse me, that's the only reason I'm bringing him up. When that whole Maddie Healy, Taylor Swift situation ship happened, I literally went as long as possible without talking about it, because I did not, I need to move this bowl. I had peaches, uh, not peaches, um, pears. I went as long as possible without talking about Maddie Healy, because I did not want to give him, I don't want to, I did not want to platform him, you know? Speaking of that, Ice Spice kind of clapped back at him recently, although he apologized. I'll get there. I'm going to mention that, too. But anyway, so I didn't talk about Maddie Healy. And so I would not talk about, you know, um, I wouldn't talk about Travis Kelsey unless he really like seemed amazing. And honestly, I really, really, really like him. And him and his brother, Jason Kelsey, who plays for the Eagles, who's Taylor Swift's favorite team, uh, football team, they have a podcast, him and his brother, called New Heights. And he... 
talks about Taylor Swift in a really candid but positive way. He quotes her song lyrics. Sometimes I've seen clips online of him doing this in the podcast recently. He, um, they also answered Swifties like basic and not so basic football questions with such care and um, a, a tender. You could tell they were intentionally explaining what they were talking about and not just like treating people like they were stupid because they didn't understand football. I like this man. Um, I like the persona that he has uh, given us, and I seems to be really. I love how he dances on the field. He's fun. I like Travis Kelsey. Happy Taylor Swift is dating somebody who's hot and who has money and who has their own success and career and does not need to feel inferior because he's one of the most successful at what he does specifically, just as she is at what she does, respectively. On both ends. So I really like this whole Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey situation. Um, like I said, they've been literally clogging up every headline and social media platform and trending everywhere for the past week or so. And seemingly ranch, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, a Taylor Swift fan account tweeted a picture of Taylor Swift taking a picture with a fan. And next to her, she had a chicken wing or a chicken tender or something with ketchup and seemingly ranch that's what the fan account said and seemingly ranch went viral and now all these brands are like putting out seemingly ranch products which again the how famous these people are is blowing my mind this the the overexposure of taylor swift is kind of insane and actually makes me kind of worried because the last time she was this loved and adored like on a mainstream level on a smaller scale, obviously, with 1989, because she's so much bigger now. But when she was loved by everybody, the pendulum ended up swinging back the other way. And I hope that Taylor Swift doesn't go through some sort of negative situation the past couple of years. And um, I hope she continues to be the mastermind she is and, and, and navigates everything that she's going through and all this public acclaim and attention. Um, I just hope I hope they do it well, you know, and I hope I wish her the best. I, I cannot imagine being that famous. I would think it would hurt my head. <laughs> The next hot topic is Megan Thee Stallion. She performed with Beyonce on the Renaissance World Tour stop in Houston. Um, that's where they're both from, H-Town Hotties. Uh, Houston, Texas, baby. And I loved this performance. Megan was only out there for a few minutes. She canceled a 45-minute televised Global Citizen set to go perform a minute with Beyonce in her hometown. And I get it, and I would have done the same damn thing. Are you kidding me? It's Beyonce. And she's like, I, Beyonce was like, I love you, queen. And Megan was like, I love you, Beyonce. She like jumped around in a circle and I get it, girl. I would have did the same shit. Um, speaking of the Renaissance World Tour, it's ending. Uh, the last show is in, believe it or not, Kansas City, Missouri, where Taylor Swift, in the same stadium where Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey set the world on fire when she attended his game last week. Jesus Christ. Beyonce is closing out her tour there. And it's also the place where the AMC theater started. And a lot of people, there are some rumors online circulating that Beyonce is going to take a page out of Taylor Swift's book um, and do something which she teased well over a year ago in the Renaissance World Tour clickbait teaser, um, which was her sitting in theater seats. People think she's also going to be doing a theatrical release for the Renaissance movie world tour movie just like taylor swift is doing for the heiress tour movie and i'm here for it i love amc i love the movie theater i love supporting theaters and giving them all this attention and revenue and skipping out all the minimum skipping out on the middlemen who don't like to pay people and going straight to the distributor is a great idea to me that's how i release music you know it's i think it's a great idea 
Um, speaking of that, the writer's strike is over. The late night shows are starting back up. They reached a fantastic deal. I read not the entire deal, but a lot of uh, articles and bullet points regarding the writer's strike, and it seems like they got a fantastic deal. And I'm so happy for them, and I'm also hopeful that the actors will get an amazing deal as well, because SAG-AFTRA, the actors, are still on strike. So SAG-AFTRA strong, union strong. We're still striking, but congratulations to the writers. I'm so happy they can get paid for their work, get paid based on the scripts they write, get revenue they'll be able to know how many watch hours their show has and get paid based on that it's a fantastic deal so i'm very happy for the writers and i would be really excited if beyonce released the renaissance world tour through the amc theater system it would be amazing the reason people think this is going to happen is because the amc theater ceo followed beyonce on the artist formerly known as twitter yesterday in you know like anticipation for a Kansas excuse me an anticipation for a Kansas City show like I said every episode I say I can't talk and every episode I can't talk so maybe I just can't talk I think I didn't do speech therapy for long enough when I was a kid ow I just hit my elbow that hurt speaking of renaissance I'm wearing my renaissance t- world tour t-shirt from when I attended in Nashville except I didn't buy this shirt in Nashville the line was too long I bought it on the Amazon renaissance world tour uh, merch drops. This was like merch drop two or three. I think it was two. Uh, maybe it's one, honestly. I don't remember. Anyway, Renaissance World Tour. I'm sad it's ending, but there's so many rumors about movies, and obviously there's two more acts in Renaissance as promised in the tour book that Beyonce sold um, on the tour. So I just think there's more to come. I just don't know how long it's going to take because, you know, Beyonce is one of those artists that likes to take her time. And I hope not to rush her or anything. I love you, mother, but just don't take too much time, please. I miss you. Like, uh, I don't know. And I've already set aside my money in case you announce another tour out of the blue, all willy-nilly, because I'll be ready to go and be right there on the floor next to you, Beyonce. I love you so much. So the New York Times published an article about Beyonce's Renaissance World Tour, and one of the things they mentioned is the economic... God damn, I can't fucking talk. The economic stimulation that Beyonce's tour has had the economic impact, the generation of revenue it's caused for all of these American cities as she has traveled across the America. Why? Well, maybe it's Europe too. I don't know. Maybe it's just America. But anyway, $4.5 billion of economic stimulation she's generating. People are spending money. You know, when they go see Beyonce, they're going to dinner, they're buying hotels, paying for travel. She's People are spending money, not just the ticket prices. So that's amazing. Taylor Swift also has about an estimated $5 billion economic stimulation thus far on her tour. And Beyonce's mother, Tina Nobles took to Instagram to post about the um, post about the New York Times article that Beyonce um, that was written about Beyonce by the New York Times. And in the caption, she wrote, "This is so awesome to be able to stimulate the economy is no small feat." Beyonce and Taylor Swift, just being young women and being able to say this is so awesome. Proud of them both. Stop pitting women against each other. Take a note out of Tina Knowles' book. That's Beyonce's mother. And if Beyonce is our mother, think about how mother her mother is. She birthed Beyonce and Solange, two superstars. Stop pitting women against each other. I mentioned it last episode. I'm mentioning it again. Stop it, goddammit. Moving on to the next hot topic. There's a new season of American Horror Story. It's called Delicate. It's featuring Kim Kardashian and Emma Roberts, um, as well as some... <laughs> other people like why can I remember there's other people in it too but it's like I don't know American Horror Story I feel like they kind of lost the plot like I'm a huge American Horror Story fan 
from the beginning. I didn't start watching the show right when it started in 2011 because I would have been nine at the time and I was still scared of shit like that. But I remember starting to watch it around middle school, like 13, 14, and it was kind of scary then too. But then I really dove in in high school and I watched season one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Like that's how many there were back then. And then like a pop up, up actually one through seven and then a pocket fuck apocalypse came on t- you know what colt i watched colt live on tv too season seven and then apocalypse <laughs> apocalypse came on tv and then um 1984 came on tv is this the right order and then new york and then delicate is that the order anyway the newer seasons i just feel like they're kind of like it doesn't have the same magic of the earlier seasons to me um but i'm giving delicate a chance I, the, every my friends make fun of me because I will drink and then the shit will drip out of my mouth. I don't know what that is. Like there's a gap between my lips or something. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, American Horror Story. I really love the show. I really love the nostalgia of watching it, and I'm going to keep up with this season. I've only seen the first episode as of late. The second episode has come out as of when I'm taping this episode on Saturday, September 30th. But I haven't seen it just yet, so I will be watching after I tape. So I'm only going based on the first episode. Like I said, I'm going to keep watching. But I just feel like I don't know. It's just not what it used to be, although I am interested to see what's going on. Um, and no spoilers involved in this. I'm just commenting. But I will comment on it later um, more this specific season. I am going to mention, though, some of my favorite seasons of the entire series. Murder House, for sure. Season 1 is my one of my favorites. It's not my favorite, though. I think my favorite is Coven, Season 3. I also like Asylum, Season 2. I really love Murder House, Season 1, like I said. Freak Show 4 is good, but it's not one of my favorites. I really love Hotel, Season 5 with Lady Gaga. It's a little slow start, but it there's some meat. There's a lot of really good things going on in Hotel, I think. And I love seeing Lady Gaga, of course, in her Golden Globe winning performance as the Count, the Countess. That's who she played. Um, so I really love season five. I really love seasons one through three. Season six is good. Season seven is okay. Season eight is okay. Season nine is okay. Season 10 is okay. Season 11 is uh, okay. Season 12 is what we're on right now. I think delicate. Anyways, you see what I'm saying? I just feel like the beginning was amazing. Um, it's just not so amazing anymore. Ryan Murphy is stretched too thin. American Horror Story. I'm going to keep watching, but I do miss Jessica Lange and Sarah Paulson. How couldn't you? I am a simple gay. When I see Jessica Lange or Sarah Paulson, I click. My eyes open. My corneas widen. And my attention is peaked. <laughs> and my goldfish-like attention span suddenly dissipates. And all I'm doing is watching mother's mother. <laughs> Coco Goff won the U.S. Open a few weeks ago, and I didn't mention it for some reason. I didn't think to put it in the hot topics of the last couple of episodes, but I did watch it. I didn't watch it live, but I watched it on TikTok, like the true Gen Zer that I am. Um, and wow, Coco Goff is amazing. She is truly incredible. She's 19 years old. She's the youngest American since Serena Williams to win the U.S. Open. Serena won as a 19-year-old in the 90s. So this is a truly legendary moment. It's been essentially 30 years since somebody this young from America has won the U.S. Open, and Coco Goff is truly a beast. She is a wall. You cannot stop her. And it's so funny. She does not know what debt is. So much so that she don't even know how to say it. There's this viral video of her. She was live on like Instagram, I think. And she kept. somebody said, are you going to use the $3 million that you want to pay off your debts? And she was like, no, I don't have any debts. I'm really, I don't have any debts. And I didn't go to college. No debts. She... Uh, 
She's so rich, she don't even know what a debt is. She don't know how to say it. She ain't never talked about a debt in her life. She ain't never heard the word Debs. She's like me talking about Tory Lanez. Tory Lanez. <laughs> we just sounded shit out. She saw a B in debt, and she's like, that's stupid. Let's say it. Deb. Like, her name's Deborah. Like, like the debt, debt has a real name. It's Deborah. Deborah T. Money. Deborah T. Loan Shark. Deborah Debs. Anyway. Congratulations, Coco Groff. She was truly amazing. George Santos. <laughs> I don't know if y'all keep up with American politics, but George Santos um, is a clown. But somehow he is elected to... Is he a House of Representative or is he a congressperson? A George Santos. I hope he's a House of Rep. I don't know how they would let his crazy ass get in Congress. George Santos. And he is fully a F-A-G-G-O-T, if you know what I mean. Not in a slur way, but in a way like he's a he's gay. He's gay as a $2 bill. <laughs> I don't know if that's the analogy, but he's gay. He's gay as a circle. He is straight as a curvy line. He's gay. Um... So George Santos, he is a representative from the House of Reps, New York's third congressional district, serving since 2023, and he literally just slyly soft-launched his husband in a memorial tweet for somebody else. Let me pull this tweet up. He's crazy. Because everybody knows he's gay. There's literally a picture circulating of him when he used to do drag, and now he's trying to like come down on drag queens like a loser. He's just one of those people. So he's like a gay... I, I'm sorry, gay conservatives just don't make sense to me. How do you find his Instagram? Husband... I'm not his Instagram, his Twitter. Oh, my husband Matt and I are heartbroken by the news of the passing of Senator Feinstein. I'm trying to memorialize somebody in a tweet, and he just says my husband and I for the first time. Nigga, nobody knew you had a husband, but we did know you were gay. Moving on, George Santos, go to hell. Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is continuing to be fantastic. This season is so amazing so far. Further proves they don't need Jen Sean. She can stay in prison. Because I love, I love what's going on. There's so much drama. They're arguing about nothing. They get so mad about it. Mary Cosby doesn't want to participate in anything. And she talks about them. She says they look inbred. And she doesn't want to go in the gay club. And she wants to go to McDonald's instead. It's hilarious. I am so here for it. And I'm living for how they've been at Trixie Motel for like three episodes. They're on a girl's trip to Palm Springs at the Trixie Motel by Trixie Motel. And they have been there for episodes now. Trixie's been... Decently featured in the ep episodes. They had like a drag competition this episode, like this past week. I'm really loving Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Um, like I said, arguing about nothing. They are really good at that. They argue about nonsense most of the time. I mean, the biggest argument when the show first started in its first season was about Mary Cosby saying somebody smelled like hospital. And the biggest argument at the beginning of this season, the first episode, was Meredith confronting Whitney about saying that her bathtub is probably gross because... Uh, what'd she say? Her bathtub? She, it's gross. That you, it's creepy that you take baths with your husband because it's dirty water. Meredith is like, don't talk about my bathtub. You want me to bring out a husband? You want me to bring out a husband? Meredith, uh, Meredith gets drunk as hell and be dragging people by their ear like, you want me to bring out a husband? Slurring her shit and talking in a British accent. She's funny. She is a fun. You can leave. So really loving Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Um, it's fall, officially. It, it, the first day of fall, I think, was September 22nd, my best friend Jack's birthday, or maybe September 23rd, so the day after. Um, one of those two, and I love that it's fall now. The weather's getting cooler, although it's kind of hot today. It's been cool, like, the rest of the days recently. And in the fall, for some reason, I want to watch Glee. It's like a nostalgia thing for me because I watched Glee for the first time in 2015. It went off in, like, May, the 
the final season finished airing in like May of 2015. And then in the fall of 15, I started watching it from the beginning for the very first time. And so it's very much a nostalgia thing for me. I always takes me back to like seventh or eighth grade. Um, watching Glee in my bedroom during the fall, every night after school. And so it's really nice that I'm watching it with my mom right now. She's watching it for the first time. And I'm rewatching it, of course. I've seen it many a time. But I love Glee. I know it's problematic and kind of cursed because everybody dies. Rest in peace, Cory Monteith and Naya Rivera. Um, not the other one, though, because I'm pretty sure he was a... I don't know the word that you can say on YouTube for a P-R-E-D-A-T-O-R, but... <laughs> Look at the material. But anyway, so I, the show itself has like controversy surrounding it. But there's something about the nostalgia for me that always brings me back. I do like Glee. So I just wanted to bring it up because that's something I've been watching. So now watching Glee. Um, I've been going to the AMC a lot recently. I recently got their like membership where you can get free movies like three times a week. You can go three times a week. $20 a month and you can go to the movies three times a week. So that's 12 times if you go every, if you go three times every four weeks of the month and you're paying $22 for it is insane to me but anyway so I go and but I do spend money because I'll get the popcorns and that's like $16 you know how the movie is with the drink whatever it's just like so expensive but I do love going to the AMC to see a good movie so I saw some scary movies recently um what did I just oh me and my mom went and saw the IMAX cut of Barbie I thought I was gonna have more extra scenes I didn't really have that many that was like my third time seeing it um I went to see It Lives Inside. Oh, we're going to go see A Haunting in Venice, uh, maybe today. So yeah, loving going to the movies and stuff like that. Um, I've been watching Glee. I'm catching up with The Real Housewives of New York. So as far as The Real Housewives franchise goes, I started with The Real Housewives of Atlanta. I've seen it all the way through. I'm doing a rewatch right now, probably for the third time I'm watching it. There's nothing like it. They're so funny. I have seen all of Real Housewives of Potomac and I'm caught up. At the same time I started Potomac, I started Beverly Hills and I've seen all of Beverly Hills and I am caught up. I've also seen all of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and I'm caught up. And I've seen all of the Real Housewives of New York since they've started the reboot, so one season. Since the reboot started, I've been watching the original Real Housewives of New York cast from season one. So I'm doing that rewatch right now and I'm rewatching Real Housewives of Atlanta. And I'm finishing up Vanderpump Rules. So I'm on season... 10 of Vanderpump Rules now, which is the Scandaval, and like, you know, that's the most recent season. So I'm almost completely caught up, and I'm very familiar with the Scandaval, although I didn't watch all the episodes chronologically. And when that happened, I started watching from season one of Vanderpump Rules all the way up to nine. So I'm finally getting on 10. I'm finally about to be caught up in current. So I'm about to finish Vanderpump Rules. I'm working on the Real Housewives of New York City. I'm still rewatching Atlanta, so that's no pressure because I've already seen it. It's like a comfort show. Um,. Potomac's about to start back. Uh, what other Bravo shows have I seen? Um, I think that might be it. So yeah, I need to re-watch maybe The O.C., but it has so many seasons, so I'm probably going to get there last. I think I want to watch Married to Medicine eventually. Um, maybe Dallas. Oh, I've started watching Miami, but I'm not caught up yet. I took a pause on that one, just like they took a pause for like a decade. <laughs> Uh, and then moved to Peacock, but uh, they have a great show, a great cast, and they're very wealthy out there. They have wealth that's comparable to that of Beverly Hills, um, which is nice. It's fun to see money on the show. Um, the Real Housewives shows, I know it's not about money, but it's fun to see rich people do rich people things. That's kind of why we watch, is it? And the arguing, of course. So anyway, that's what I'm watching right now. Doja Cat's album Scarlet, I said I would revisit it, and I'm going to kind of, I have to be honest, I, I it, it's breaking Spotify records. I took a screenshot. Doja Cat becomes the first person, the first female rapper 
um, to hold. She's the top, holding the top two biggest weekly album debuts by a female rapper in Spotify history. Number one is Planet Her from 2021 with 150 million plays in the first week. And number two is Scarlet with 130 million plays. So clearly people are listening. However, it's not that the album is not good. I said last week that I liked it. And I still maintain that. It's just that for some reason, I wasn't really eager to go back to it this week. So I haven't even listened to it that much more than I have. I haven't listened to it that much more than I did when I taped the last episode, is what I'm trying to say. I listened to it this morning, one time before taping, and it's an enjoyable album. There's some things, like the one the one sample in the background of one of the songs where she's like, oh my god, you're capping so hard. It makes me cringe, sorry. But like, I do like the record. I like Agora Hills, like I said. Um, I like the one song she sings on. It starts with the O, but I don't remember what it's called. Like, I like the album, but give me more time. I need more time. I need more time. However, I really love Kylie Minogue's album Tension. I also said that I would revisit that. Hands, obviously, is the song of the week. That's from Tension. I also love Vegas High. I might have said that last week. I obviously love the lead single, Padam Padam. I like the second single, Tension. There are some bangers on the album, like those I just mentioned, but she makes a consistent pop record every time. So even even the songs you don't love, you like and you can dance to. I feel the same way about her 2020 record, Disco. There's so many good songs on that one, but even the songs I don't love, I am, you know, shimmying my hips and shaking my titties. I like her music. She makes good pop music. If you like disco pop, this one's a little bit more like, actually, it's kind of disco poppy too. It's just very pop, pop music, pure pop. I like Kylie Minogue. She's a legend. She's the OG Kylie. The final thing I'm going to talk about is kind of random, but we did mention Taylor Swift in this episode. This has nothing to do with Travis Kelsey, but I just really love folklore. Like, I was listening to folklore last night, just in my headphones, just chilling. It was cool outside, and the wind, the breeze was blowing, and I'm just like, I love folklore. It's something about that album takes me back to 2020. I vividly remember the very first time I listened to it. I was doing yoga at like 4 o'clock in the morning, 3.30 maybe, before my target shift in the summer of 2020. And I remember listening to Folklore like it was yesterday. I remember pressing play on the one and being and hearing, I'm a, I'm, I'm a moving on, I'm on some new shit, or whatever the first lyric is. And I was like, ah, this is crazy. That was the first time like I remember her cussing for real, for real, for real. I understood a bad word or two and love her, but like she was cussing in folklore and since then. Um, and I just love Mirabal. I love August. Oh my God, I love Cardigan. The lead single is fantastic. It's not just I like it because it was a single. I like it because it's an amazing song. Taylor Swift truly, there was a world stop carry on moment when Taylor Swift put off folklore. And Evermore is just as good of an album. It's a little different, but I think a lot of people don't, a lot of people, a lot of Swifties very much agree with what I just said. Evermore is amazing. Some people don't agree as much. However, I just think folklore was first. And so there's no way, I mean, she surprised people with Evermore too, but the first surprise is always going to be the most impactful. And so the decline in sales showed in Evermore because the surprise wasn't as surprising. But I love that she, I love both albums, but there's something about folklore. The very first time, the very first moment when she put out those two albums in 2020 in August or July and December, I'm telling you, they're it was really a moment in time. It was really a moment in history for me. Like I just will never forget that time in my life. Um, 
The albums are so emotional. They're so sad. They're songs about mistresses and love triangles and getting cheated on and getting broken and getting torn apart and being loved and being heartbroken and feeling like you're a mirror ball and, you, and you're just whatever people want you to be and you get pulled in any direction and you're a people pleaser. And I just... Um, Wow, Folklore is amazing. I'm actually going to talk about it a little more. I'm going to get into my favorite songs. Um, and I don't know if this is my favorite Taylor Swift album because I have a very special connection to Reputation. I also have a very different connection to her country albums, Fearless, Speak Now, and Red, due to childhood things. Like, and rememberizing. <laughs> like, nigga. Like, wake the fuck up, illiterate ass. Like, fuck. Um, Jesus, uh, uh, memorializing these albums from my childhood. I, I remember, I remember them, but I love Reputation from high school. Um, as far as my favorite songs on Folklore goes, I love Cardigan. I love Cardigan. My mom's favorite is The Last Great American Dynasty, just to throw it in there. That's her favorite. My favorite is Cardigan, Mirrorball, Seven, August, This Is Me Trying, Illicit Affairs, Betty, and The fucking lakes i am obsessed with the lakes the bonus track on the deluxe version i'm obsessed with the lakes i love it um as far as my favorite songs on evermore goes i'm gonna go i'm gonna say that anyway even though i'm talking about folklore now and that's the one i really really love i'm gonna talk about evermore too because they are sisters um my favorite on evermore now, dissimilar to folklore i love cardigan the, the first single first and only single from evermore i mean from folklore but the first and only single from evermore willow i don't love it as much something about that 90s trend lyric just makes me not love that song so much sorry how however i love champagne problems gold rush tis the damn season tolerate it literally rips my heart out cuts it in half and serves it on a platter like out of folklore and evermore my favorite song period might be tolerated however folklore to me i like the album a lot more um nobody no crime is a bop happiness is depressing <laughs> ironically happiness is depressing dorothea i really love that song is one of my favorites in 2021 in the summer something about that song reminds me of driving through those the, the winding roads of north georgia with the windows down hey dorothea do you ever tend to think about me i love it coney island's a good song Oh, but I'm still be saying my favorites. Sorry, my favorites are Champagne Problems, Gold Rush, Tolerated, Nobody No Crime, Dorothea, Ivy, Cowboy Like Me, Right Where You Left Me, and that's it. And that's also it for this newest episode of Koblizzi. I hope you enjoyed these hot topics I talked about. Travis Kels and Taylor Swift, they talk about Megan Thee Stallion performing with Beyonce and the end of the Renaissance World Tour, as well as its economic impact. I discuss American Horror Story, the new season featuring Kim Kardashian, as well as my legacy history with American Horror Story and how much I really do love that show historically. And that's why I always continue to pull through when these new seasons come out and they kind of drag on. Uh, I also talked about Coco Goff winning the U.S. Open weeks late, but congratulations nonetheless. That is a very rich teenager, two years younger than me, and got millions more dollars. She's also an incredible player, a fantastic opponent, and one of the most interesting tennis players I've ever seen. I really actually do like the sport tennis. I played when I was a kid, although I was horrible. I also discussed George Santos soft-launching his husband in a memorial tweet. He's corny. And a loser. I talked about how amazing Real Housewives of Salt Lake City has been this season and how it's continuing to look promising. I'm really into that. I talked about rewatching Glee with my mother. I also talked about or re revisited, rather, Doja Cat and Kylie Minogue's albums 
Scarlet and Tension, respectively. I also love folklore. I love folklore, but tolerate it is always taking the cake. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Kablizzy. Koblizzy, excuse me. Koblizzy is not how you say it. It's Koblizzy with two Zs, despite what this license plate says. You can only have seven letters legally. But there's two Zs. But that was eight letters. It was too big. K-O-B-L-I-Z-Z-Y. In case it's not clear, I hope you enjoyed this episode so much. I so enjoyed filming it. I've so enjoyed being with you today. And I hope you enjoyed listening or watching on whatever respective platform. Please like this video. Please leave some stars if that's an option. Leave a comment if you can. Answer the poll if you're listening on Spotify. Tell me what's your favorite song this week. My favorite songs this week were Got Me Started by Troy Sivan, Hands by Kylie Minogue, The Wedding Song by Renee Rapp, and Borders by Zayn. This was Co Blizzy. That is all. I will see you next time. Bye-bye.